Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Oh, this episode is sponsored by Polymorph Crafts. Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high-quality, compact, and affordable tabletop accessories. Whew, my feathers. Whew. Distinguished adventurers. Last time on Dungeon Drunks, the Elder Ublex, which had been plaguing the party for days, is finally destroyed. It comes at a cost, however, as trees are burnt and people are exhausted. But finally, Ekthiarn appears, praising our heroes for their hard work, thanking them for protecting the grove, and asking about their reward. And that is where we begin this morning. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, also known as Oboe Crazy, and we are recording on a non-standard time. Usually we record in the evenings, but this time we are here West Coast time, 8 o'clock in the morning, as we are doing a couple of, of morning episodes, which means I am enjoying my breakfast smoothie. I have coffee, a banana, a bit of chocolate almond milk and some protein powder and it is delicious and it is my breakfast smoothie and i'm i'm going to say this first so that it doesn't sound like i'm complaining i love these people and i will get up at any time in the morning to play with them and i'm more than happy to be up at my time eight o'clock in the morning to play D&D. nonetheless play D&D with some of my favorite people on the planet but I'm not going to be drinking alcohol because it's 8 o'clock in the morning. Now, the rest of my party are on uh, future time zones, so they might be enjoying something a little bit more. For example, Bernie, what are you drinking? I actually thought about not drinking because I was like, well, it's still technically morning all the way here on the on the Beast Coast. It's 11, 11, 19 for splitting hairs but then i was like <laughs> you're not doing anything today you already went to the grocery store you're baking cookies later that's not a problem so i had gone and gotten a bunch of ciders like i said and i am trying pommies p-o-m-m-i-e-s cider it's farmhouse cider it could be good it could be horrible but it's pretty Ooh, wow it's like dark green can with like light green everything else it's really nice and for those of you who are Patreons of ours on our Patreon, we've been recording this episode, video recording, and it's going to be going up as a special thing for our Patreons so you can not only hear our voices, but actually see this lovely can that, that Jules is showing. Yeah. You could also and just watch me sneeze. Yeah. You could also, yeah, but you were very good about muting it. I appreciate that. So, how is it? It's good. I actually think the cider, like, the ci- I liked the cider that I had last night a little better. But I like this. This is standard. It's good. It's gluten-free. It's apparently also uh, vegan. A thing. Okay, yeah. I I, I don't know. Like, I guess it's, I mean, it's apples. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to claim to know enough about what what the requirements are for all those things, but yay. And it matches my rooster teeth koozie because it's roosters. (laughs) Nice. Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magimuscular, and today... I have a Bloody Mary in in this lovely uh, Rogue One Mondo cup that I got from the Alamo Draft House. Nice. Uh, this is a very simple Bloody Mary. It is just uh, the Zing Zang, slightly alcoholic Bloody Mary mix, but it's got the uh, uh, Smirnoff pepper vodka 
and it is quite good. It is it is really 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 neat. Thank you, Izzy, for this recommendation. Isn't because there it is... like Worcestershire sauce? The recipe on the bottle of the Zing Zang didn't specify it. Honestly, I did. I like made this like when I was running late for the show, so I didn't get to put a whole lot of like garnish or taquitos or other like stuff that you, <laughs> olives that you might expect with the Bloody Mary. If you don't have a like ostentatious garnish on your Bloody Mary, is it a Bloody Mary? You don't have a slice of pizza <laughs> hanging out of it. Yeah, I well, the the only garnish it said was like a celery stick, which I think would have looked awesome on video because it would just have been sticking out. But this is really good. This uh, this this is excellent. It's not too spicy, but it's got just a little bit of kick there. So it's quite yeah. I quite think the neat. fact that you've used the pepper vodka probably negates the need for the Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, that's right? what I was thinking. Like it takes the yeah. place. You still get that bite. And today's shot of fireball to be consumed at the first casting of fireball or the equivalent spell thereof is dedicated to. Izzy, because she recommended yeah, sure. your pepper vodka. Uh, Izzy, Izzy, good friend of the show. I think this is her second or third one. But uh, but yes, for the awesome uh, suggestion for making this a really, really great uh, Bloody Mary. And oh, I, I am not like, this is getting drunk the entire time. I might need to go make another one. <laughs> <laughs> so Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening is the last survivors of the birthday party booze that I've been drinking for the last three months. For three so months. we have once again Yingling Golden Pilsner, which is a nice Pilsner, great ch- summer choice. I think this is my, my my new default beer. If I don't know what to get, like I just need something basic, I could buy in bulk and have it be good. And on deck, just in case I need it, is because it's morning. Wells Banana Bread Beer. <laughs> this Wait, is the did last you one. Not like that? I I don't, but I need to finish it before I can buy more per <laughs> no. per the treasure of my family. So. So Yingling first, then Wells. And and here's my suggestion: nurse that Yingling, open the banana beer right at the end, and then we're done. And then you don't have to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> no one heard me say that. Carlton, what are you drinking? So uh, from my trip to Awesome Books and Comics, I also picked up a Virgil's root beer, oh, uh, which is that. like Ooh. made with natural ingredients and blah blah blah. So rich and creamy, you'll swear it's made in heaven. Is this is this a, a like a draft root beer? It sounds like uh, I mean it's in a bottle, but yeah, it sounds good. I am a fan of draft style root beers, darker root beers. They usually have a little less carbonation. They're usually yeah, it's a little not more very creamy. Carbonated. Yeah, oh, and you like it? Oh yeah, it's good. It's real good. That's my dad's. Like he likes Jones, and he likes that. Those are his. Oh, Virgils. My dad is a root beer man. Uh, nice. So like you were like Virgils, I was like ah. Oh, there was like there was a there's a very long tradition of there being root beer in our house, but it's not necessarily for me or for anyone but my father. So you always have to ask permission. But I put a scoop of ice cream in that next time, man. Root beer in general is really good. You know, it's also really good. Finally, getting to the end of the time that you needed to protect the grove as Ekthiarn has arrived. So here you are in this grove. It's still looks a little rough because of the the preparations that you've all made and some of the the things that just happened but everybody's alive the heart tree is safe none of the trees are dead and Ekthiarn seems pleased and has arrived and entered the grove and has turned to you all and said that he wanted to talk to you about your reward and he looks at Seekin specifically and says it is important as these are friends who have come to help you, that you thank them in ways more than just words, if it is possible. 
you are here because you were required to be. Your friends became because they wanted to help you. And Seekin kind of nods and says, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if uh, I, I, I mean, I don't have a lot of money, but anything I got. And Ekbaron looks at all of you and says, was there anything you required? Do you know where I can get diamonds? At minimum, to go home. That can be arranged. But, as mentioned before, if I send you from here, I will need to focus on getting you back to the place that you came from. And any travel back to the material plane, even those wrought by one of my skill, will have consequences. Well, we do have a rock that we could just fly to wherever, and I have a teleportation circle, so I could get us back to, if we wanted to go back to Waterdeep, or if we just wanted to fly from wherever we end up to Greenest for a vacation. I mean, I want to go to Greenest, but... Well, I think we, we should check in us... with Waterdeep first, because don't we have yeah. to drop yeah. off don't uh, you have some Uzi McUzer? Oh, that's, oh, that's right, yeah. We have, a, we have a horrible sample of a horrible creature that we need to drop off. And we're sure it's not going to turn into, like, another baby horrible creature? We're, we're positive about that, right? It should not. Okay, great. My suggestion to you to minimize the strange happenings that can happen when transporting between the Feywild and the Material Plane is to return from whence you came and not try to change your space and your time. So go back to Mithrendian? Go back to Mithrendian. I can send you from here, but you should try to arrive from where you left. The more complicated you make it, the more that can go straight. I don't really want things to go strange. Yeah. This is enough strange. Jonathan the Magimuscular has had his fill of weird. Yeah, and Blue's pretty good evidence that teleportation tech can go pretty wonky. Yeah. Blue hey, maybe he'll become up. a full uh, wolf Blue again. Here's, here's his name and just like pops out of the bag. Or is he with us? He's not with us, right? We left. He's his... with you. Yeah. yeah. So is he coming back with us, or is he? Can, are you staying here? Uh, no, my plan was to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, right, right. And he looks over at the Arnak there and goes, "You are free to stay or leave. Your task here is done." And then there's there's this moment as they look at each other, and then the pixie kind of. <clears throat> And there's this kind of strange, awkward pause. And Ekthiarn says, please think about what it is you require. I will make sure that everything else is taken care of. And this massive, impressive... And you can now feel the the aura around this creature that you felt before. Like when you were walking to the grove, you all felt the the radiant energy around Ekthiarn that was kind of missing when this false one had appeared. But it's it's there now. So if there was any doubt before, this truly is the god you had talked with. And Ekthiarn shares a look with the pixie and with Seekin and then walks kind of to the edge of the grove and Seekin kind of looks at you and says, yeah, I'll, I'll be right back. And the pixie goes, yeah, bye, and follows Ekthiarn over to the side of the grove where they, they seem to be in a quiet consult, leaving all of you to your thoughts. So Seekin, first off, we're not taking your money. You know, I think uh, Seekin's Seekin's walked away to oh, follow Ekthiarn. Yeah. Okay. It's him so guys, and- we're definitely not taking Seekin's money, right? 
No. Mm, no. You okay. pay us in, like, pebbles. Yeah. Honestly, I know you guys haven't ever really been in his shop, but um, I don't know that Seekin really has money. I don't yeah. think he's very good at getting it or keeping it. Oh, no. I mean, that's... No, that I would think his, make sense. His shop is great. I just don't think he makes people pay him in money. Seekin is a being who is very skilled in very certain areas and absolutely nothing else. Maybe that's something that we can talk with him about on the way back. Just since it's come up and we are his friends, we want him to continue to have a shop. And yeah. in order to do that, he's going to have to invoice people. So well, we can. He does. He invoiced us. Okay. Why do you but, think we're here? But that that's a great point. However, favors don't pay rent or whatever he, deal he has. Well, he might own the land. That's the thing. Well, I may have value. Seekin's gotten by just fine before us. I mean, now that we've helped him with this major thing in his life, he should be able to figure out the rest. I don't think, yeah. She I don't know. think he's hurting. I don't and if he true. needs help, he'll call us. He'll find a way to reach out to us. <laughs> Guys, some mean people came by came by from this place called the bank. Kid kid do you guys know what adjudication is? <laughs> Are there banks in favor? Proceedings? I don't know anything about this. Okay. It's like, uh, there are okay. absolutely banks in favor. And in fact, um all of you are aware of multiple banks in wa- in Waterdeep alone. Some more reputable than others. Ah. But no FDIC. Oh Not no. That you know of. There's no <laughs> there's no Security Exchange Commission. <laughs> Maybe there should be. Well, SEC is a whole different thing. They handle like securities, like FDIC would handle deposit insurance. Oh, right. You you know about this stuff, IRS. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Carlton. Do you will actually sudden... be okay? Fine. I didn't actually say the words well or actually. Yeah, it was the spirit of the will, actually. <laughs> Carlton. All of a sudden, Travancore and Jonathan are just speaking in another language, and you don't know why. Yeah. Draconic. Like, uh... Let's just assume it's draconic. The official language of banking in Faerun. Ra 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 ra. <laughs> that's what I assumed you're coming like. Yep, nope, that's why I just put all my gold in my mattress. No, Carl, no. It probably explains why I have a lump <laughs> mattress. Is that bad for your back? You're an athlete. You you want to take care of that. I, I don't need anything from Seeking, but I'll probably pay him at some point for an apple tree for, for our pocket house. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, we could bring him in just like... Like we could bring him in sometime as a as a grounds consultant and just see if he has any recommendations in general. I mean, we kind of haphazardly put stuff together, but yeah. Do we have an official gardener for the Heralds of Greenest? We do not, but I think we do now. Well, that's I that's what I was we, getting at. <laughs> guys, wait, hold on. He's got a life that's not us. We can't well, keep him in the pocket house. It wouldn't like, be full time. It'd be like once in a while, once in a blue moon. Yeah, he'd be a consultant. Okay, a grounds consultant. Like, okay. like, yeah, we like to reach out. Hey, our uh, apple tree is not, like, fl- uh, blooming and producing fruit like we want. Any tips or tips? Want to come talk to it? <laughs> want to give, give it some therapy? Yeah, I mean, technically, right now, your gardeners are three robots, so. Oh. <laughs> They're doing fine. Oh, they are. They're absolutely doing fine. They're but... going to be very insulted. What if Felix, Pittlespick, and Alistair Dukes all hate seeking? No one thought about that, did Creatures they? Creatures of absolute law. <laughs> Uh no, I'm sure they'll be fine with a with a with a change. free free living druid. Uh, yeah, I don't think we need anything from Seekin. We we did this because we're his friends, not for rewards. There's no what's the moral reward? I, I was thinking of this uh, this program that we have back home on Camera Obscura. It's it's about some kind of place that has some sort of moral value. What? 
Did you? Wow, you me? just all of us just gave you dead. What, what? What? It's too early in the morning to be that deep, apparently. Oh, oh, moral reward. It was a good place reference. Okay, yeah. Oh, I've never seen that show. Neither have uh, I. I've only seen season wow. one. Wow. One of my references ago. goes over people's head. It wouldn't be the first time. It's all right. I that's do. actually a show that's on now. It's not even like something for like 20 years ago. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just, you know, season <laughs> two just came out TV. on Netflix and I haven't yeah. seen it. And then I season three season is like two, live. on my mind. Anyway, carry on. Disregard the Viceroy, former Viceroy. At this point, Lucilla, the, the tiny old pixie, flies on over, seeming having finished her part of the conversation, flies over to you and says, so Ekthiran says that it's safe to go back to, to home, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go, but I wanted to thank you all again for everything that you did, because I, I would still be that horrible monster if it wasn't for all of you, and I appreciate that you didn't kill me. Likewise. And we apologize for about the mean things we said. Yeah. We, you were we do feel badly. No, it's okay. Like you said mean things to a, uh, a an awful scary creature, not to me. I've that's how I've reconciled this in my mind. Good. Good. <laughs> and then I reach out for like a high five as she's going away. And it's just like boop. Tiny little high five. Just if you ever come back to the Feywild, you are always welcome home. Bye. We'll keep Bye. Bye. Good to know. Bye. She starts to fly away into the trees. And then once she's out of earshot, I look at them like, we're never coming back, right? We're never fucking never, coming back. Never, never no. coming back. No, definitely Traveling not. has a thought to himself, have we been here before? No. No. Sure. Very yeah. sure, Travancore. Travancore dismisses this thought of deja vu immediately. <laughs> and never visits it again. <laughs> it might get worse. We'll see. Uh, all right. So uh, that was Jonathan the player, knowing what might happen here in a bit. Um, so... Jonathan the Magimuscular is thinking because he's he's like reward, huh? I mean, if he's offering, I wonder if he's got anything that can. I mean, we've kind of proven that. Uh, I honestly that... think it's super rude to offer up someone else's things as a reward. What do you mean? Well, I mean, if Ekthiern wants to reward us for protecting his grove, that's all well and good. But straight up being like, Seekin, pay your friends. That's shady to me. Or is it like one of those like like lessons? I'm more thinking of if if Ektiarn is in possession of maybe some powerful spellcasting items or something. Yeah, maybe maybe or it can make uh, me a little bit wiser so that my mind doesn't get corrupted so easily. Yeah, well, something that can improve us. Then I, yeah. I think I think we can ask like if he's got anything like that. Ektiarn was just being a good dad and teaching his his kid like what's expected in these situations because as we know, Seekin. Everyone drink when I say this wasn't properly socialized. Can I insight that or check and do it a roll to see whether what I think it we is? We know that. No, we've no, not not socialized. It, part, the part about Ekthiarn like doing that because he's just being a good dad. Or a good I just, sure. Well, he's not Seekin's dad. He's his great 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 well, great right, great great, like, great granddad ancestor who's nevertheless very responsible for him and is alive, which is weird because most of our great 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 so on and so forth grandparents are are no longer with us. That's going to be an eleven. Yeah, you're pretty sure he was having a dad moment. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know what Ekthiarn's offering necessarily, or, or it's related to the favors we asked for. Diamonds. I want diamonds. I think that's a perfectly valid it's a good back, ask. Uh, or yeah. a reward option. And I if that's so. all he can give us, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm okay with all four of us just getting that, the diamond. That means we don't have to go into a super sus uh, jewelry shop and steal anything. Or stay that dead. Would, that wouldn't be fun at all. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun, in the least. Not hijinks and capers and stuff. Like, like, I'm going to tell I you I kind of want to do the caper now. 
I'll explain this to you once. If there is, it's not just the city that we're dealing with. It's not just somebody who doesn't want to sell us a diamond. It's a city ordinance and it's incredibly powerful religious groups within the city. And if you guys would like to take on all of those things over the issue of a diamond, we can. I don't think you're going to like the outcome. Why are you so smart? Let's let's ask for the diamond first and see if that's something Actheon can give us. If not, we'll, we'll explore other options later on. If nothing else, Jonathan, you want to go to Greenest at some point. Not too far from Greenest is, uh, oh, what's his face? Is, uh, I killed this guy. Way okay. something. Why Wendergod's tower. He may and, have a diamond lying around. Who knows? And Travancore, we killed him together. We did. We did. So uh, whatever spoils he has would be all four of ours. So he has a tower. No one's checked it out yet. Maybe there's a diamond there. Maybe there's something else. Because we killed in, in the mines. We didn't actually we raid this tower. We never went to the tower. No. No, yeah. we never went to the tower. But some of us have appointments that we need to maintain in Waterdeep. Well, yeah, right. We're, going, we're talking about going to Waterdeep first. Right. Next opportunity, not right this very second. But when there's when there's an opening in our schedule, maybe we go check out that tower. It's like Waterdeep. Then we go back to Greenest, and then from Greenest we go to the tower. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. What is in Greenest? Uh, appointments that I want to keep. Uh, Reggie. Uh, Reggie's fine. We don't. Reg, Reggie. Reggie is good. Reggie's gonna live out her life not with also, us. Also, half of our possessions. I have some reasons I want to go to Greenest, too, that I can get into once we're back home. Okay. Well, we got to get to Mithrandian first, so let's talk to Ekdiarn real quick. Maybe he can transport us to Mithrandian, because my god, would I like to montage this whole travel. Travel montage! Bernie, from behind you, you hear, if that is what you wish. And Ekdiarn and Seekin are once again approaching, and uh, Ekdiarn says, I can offer you the same means of getting to the material plane that you use to get here. And if you would like for my assistance in returning you to Mithrendian, that is certainly within my power. Yeah, that sounds good. Listen, you wouldn't happen to have a uh, a diamond that uh, Bernie here could use for some of her spells, uh, do you? Ekthearn looks directly at you, Bernie, and says... You've been gifted this power from your goddess. Yep. These must be important people to you. Something like that, yeah. Just something like that? Yes. Oh my gosh, you really are someone's mom. And dad. And grandfather. What kind of diamonds? Uh, hold on, let me quickly go on the internet um <laughs> one that's this big <laughs> one worth about five thousand gold 500 500 500 something worth about 500 gold nothing less but more fine uh he looks at all of you and nods and bernie you f- feel something jingle in your pocket <laughs> like you know how if you notice someone pickpocketing you, you you notice the absence of something. Yeah. This is almost as though something has just appeared in your pocket. And you reach in and you find a small leather pouch. When you open it up, you see inside four diamonds, each of which look to be a pretty good size. Holy shit. And Ekthiarn looks at you and says, I give this to you as you have protected my grandson of many generations. And your 
your wish to protect your friends is admirable. Only use them for that purpose. What else would I use a diamond for? I'm not a dentist. Seekin looks at you and says, well, you could always, I guess, sell it, but you probably shouldn't because, you know, Grandpa said don't sell it, I guess, right? And he looks over at Ekthiarn. Ekthiarn is just standing there. like <laughs> No reaction to that. Just No reaction. Yep. No. Like, you, like he knows you get him. It's all right. We're picking up what he's putting down. What he's putting down is diamonds that are only to be used for this purpose. Was there anything else you required? I require the ability to knit properly, but that's a Julia thing. God, fuck it. Now, Ekthiarn, I don't want to be... This was already generous enough. And I don't want to push where I make you feel uncomfortable and by asking too much. But he's going to. But you to. are a god, and it's but not every day I'm hanging to. out with a god. There we go. Here we go. There's times where other creep people get inside my head and make me hate and want to hurt my friends. Do you have anything that can help stop that? Make it so that I'm better able to resist it or anything like that? And no is a perfectly fine answer, but I love these guys, and I feel bad when I, like, hurt them. I think that is a noble thing to want. I think that's why you have friends. Buddy, we should okay. talk at some point. I'm saying that to to Carlton. I'm saying, I may have something for you. We'll we'll talk. Yeah, I think we're good. We get four diamonds. I told Ekthion very clearly that I felt that what I needed would be revealed to me in time, so I'm sticking by that. We want to thank Polymorph Crafts for sponsoring this episode. Polymorph Crafts offers stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need to a game day and stay organized at the table. Their Mimic Chest starts life as a compact wood chest that converts into a dice tower and tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands, a coaster, and plenty of room to carry minis and more. Over 230 tiny magnets in each Mimic Chest make assembly a breeze and come in three affordable price points with lots of customizable options. So check out Polymorph Crafts and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Polymorph Crafts. That's polymorphcrafts.com. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game that you can download right now on Steam. The most recent update includes content from the new adventure Dragon Heist, and will be the first time fans can get a glimpse of all of the fun stuff in the book since Wizards of the Coast made the announcement. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast, and it's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. Speaking of chests... Thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on October 14th, 2018 at 9pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. E-L-M-Y-H-U-L-L-W-O-O-D-J-I-L L. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Carlton, you feel in the basket on your back. You feel blue. Yeah. What up, bud? <laughs> I let him out of the basket, put him on the ground. He immediately runs up to Ekthiarn and sits. And Ekthiarn looks down at him. And looks back up at you and says, This one used to be an adult. Mm-hmm. 
he is blessed with a second chance at life. Yeah. I could teach him much. And Blue kind of turns around in a little circle and looks at you and looks back at Ekthiard and looks a little conflicted, but seems to seems to be happy. And Ekthiard says, your brother considers staying to learn. I let out a deep sigh and I go, come here, bud. And I like I get down on my knees and I gesture uh, Blue to come over. And he does immediately. And I, like, I pick him up and I like put his like head on my shoulder and I like kind of give him the back of the head scritches and I'm like, you know, I lost my family once. I found a new one. And then I found you again. And I don't think I could bear to lose you because of my own ineptitude of accidentally running into battle like I do. And I feel this god can teach you more than ever I I could. And I know you'll be safe here. And so as much as it hurts, if you want to stay, buddy, you can. Blue licks your your cheek and Ekthiarn says, he will miss you, but he will return. And he watches the unicorn kind of cocks his head a little bit and then says, but he wants to protect you too. And feels bad in this form that he cannot. It's okay, buddy. You, you like, like, like Ekthiarn said, you have a second chance now. And I was just gonna say, I put my hand on, uh, on Carlton to sort of comfort him a little bit. Yep, I'm good. I'm good, guys. I'm gonna, uh, there's, I gotta check out this thing over here. I'll be right back. Something in your eye, no problem. Yep, yep, just something in my eye. Something that might uh, be in my uh, eye, too, actually. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, J- Jonathan the Magimuscular kind of, like, kneels down to Blue, be like, well, Oh. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see you sometime, buddy. But yeah, you, you be good. Listen, listen to the god. Carl Carlton's gonna, Carlton's gonna miss the fuck out of you. But you're 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 good here. And he gives him you're, you're such a good boy, such a good boy. And just <laughs> and and Jonathan the Magic Muscular has to get up quickly. It's like Bob, there are onions over here that I need to go. Uh, and he he's like he's also teared up. I reach into Shadow's treat bag and I grab something for Blue and I give it to him one more for the road. Just keep in touch. I might need your help with something later. And you could swear you see Blue nod and as both Carlton and John have said their goodbyes and walked away because of onions um, and he Blue has licked them both and as you give him the treat <laughs> but then like it's it's been this weird moment in where on the one hand there's a puppy and a lot of his reactions continue to be puppy like but then every so often you see the adult part of him come through and like calm the puppy body and and seem to communicate just through his eyes just like yeah it'll be okay i'll be back and he gives you a, a, a lick and a nuzzle he trots on over to shadow and the two of them like butt heads and do almost like cats you know cats like rub up against each other and it's weird to see this massive black bear and this tiny little white puppy and they kind of the puppy weaves in between his legs and trots on over to where coco snoot is they sniff and coco butts. snoot they absolutely sniff butts bernie you have to get off of coco snoot as the two of them circle each other in that familiar way and they give each other a nice friendly lick blue also trots up to you and gives you a <laughs> yes okay yeah look it's gonna be a while so here get it out get it all out like me in the face 
Uh, yeah, Blue licks you all over and then seems to compose himself and then trots in over and sits in in a strangely calm way next to Ekviarn, like just happy but calm. And Seekin looks down at, at Blue and looks over at Ekviarn and says, Okay. And reaches into his bag and pulls out two very familiar objects, a big piece of bark and a stick. And he looks over at Ekthiarn and says, same same thing when we get back to Mithrendian? Same thing? And Ekthiarn nods and says, absolutely. And puts him back in his bag and then walks over to you and says, all right, uh, is there anything else? Bucks goes and flies next to Blue, gives him a quick owl side rub, and then flies over to JMM. Before we go, J, J, I realize there's an opportunity here. Uh, Jonathan the Mad Muscular. Sorry. Also, sorry. real quick, because uh, I'm sorry, I forgot about Bucks. Yeah, when Bucks does that, Blue gives him a nice side lick. And so when he flies over to you, he's got like a couple feathers that are just like <laughs> just, stuck yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. JMM is actually going to go over to Carlton, who JMM is still sniffing. And I assume Carlton is too. He's like, buddy, um, you know, this is hard, but we're both. Big strong men, and it's okay for us to cry. It's all right. Come here. It's okay. It's all right. And he holds out his arms for a big for a big hug. I give uh, JMM one of those big back cracking hugs. Yeah, they're like, no, it's fine. We can cry. They, they, it's okay. It's fine. It's like, and you're like, oh, oh but <laughs> it's still, healing. it's fine. <laughs> it's both physically and mentally healing to the both of you to be like, this is going to be a good thing. <laughs> and yeah. you all hear the yeah. back crack and it's, it's one of those, ooh. You hear back crack and like now loud sobbing. I guess it's Shadow's turn to say bye to Blue. So he's just going to give a big lick and a little nuzzle. That's all I need to do. Yeah. Blue understands it, the rest. Blue is seems to be happy shadow comes walking back over to you travancore and and also just kind of sits by you seemingly content that the the animals seem a little sad but also they, they seem to be more accepting of this so and seekin says any other anything else we gotta do before we we, we go back you hear sobbing I think we're good. <laughs> I know Ekthiarn already excused it and said it happened, but Travancore is going to take one more opportunity to apologize for what happened to the trees. Is like, we're we're very sorry about that. I appreciate your sorrow, but I am happy that they are alive. Wounds can be healed. Death is much more difficult. We we got diamonds for that now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ekthiarn, for everything. Thank you. That's what friends do, right? Oh, wow. I've never had a god as a friend before. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, actually. We're house-sitting for Rachel. Yeah, that's true. I, she's always... I figure she, Rachel's more of an acquaintance. Be careful as you go back to the material plane. You are god-touched. You are fate-changers. You are powerful. Those who have ill intent will always seek your power, and even those without. Be careful who you hurt, but try to help as many as you can. That's good advice. Sounds like I got what I needed. Over in the corner, you hear uh, the two larger men in the party <laughs> kind of compose themselves a little <clears throat> bit. That was good. No, we needed that. Ugh. 
as you walk back on over and um Seekin kind of says all right uh thanks grandpa next time i come i'll I'll try to just come for a visit right not not like needing a whole big quest and 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 proving myself and things okay yeah do we get to come for shield meat dinner if you would like to return you are always welcome in my grove it's like thanksgiving but better yeah <laughs> there's more food there is always more food in the Feywild. I will even make sure there is tea. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, audio listeners, you can only see the look that Bernie just gave. Yeah, and that that Patreon watchers, that that right there is is your mo- get you getting your money's worth. That look. Yeah. <laughs> we will consider returning. Thank you for your hospitality. It's time to go home. Love you. Bye. Okay, yeah. I think we're all ready to move on. I will return you to Mithrendian, and then it is up to Seekin to return you from whence you came. And there is kind of a gentle shimmer, like everything around you gets a little gray, a little out of focus, and it just kind of watercolor smears as though the world kind of very gently melts away. And you kind of close your eyes and rub them for a second. And when you open your eyes again, it's coming back into focus, except now it is no longer Seekin's grandfather's grove in the middle of the Feywild. But you recognize the tall structures of Mithrendian with the the, uh, sconces. You see the Eladrin wandering the streets in their bright autumn colors you feel the cobblestones beneath your feet you can actually even see you've been transported to what you think might be the exact same spot that you originally arrived in mithrendium this random street with you know a couple of shops and a couple of houses around and seekin looks around and he's like i kind of liked the grove better i don't know this place just doesn't seem as colorful anymore Though I do have a sudden urge to go sit in a field and paint haystacks after that. But let's go home. Yeah. Our actual home. Not where the pixies live. Let's go water deep. <laughs> okay. And he pulls out the, the pieces. He says, okay, uh, everybody take hands. We'll do this. I, uh, I I reach the hand and then I reach in back to touch blue and realize, oh, oh. right. And then I reach down to uh, JMM. Yeah. Yeah, I'll grab Carlton's other hand. And Shadow kind of interposes himself between the two of your hands and, like, lets your hands rest on top of Shadow. And Jonathan, the magic muscular, angles himself, looks at Bernie, and holds out his hand. Bernie's going to take your hand and hold on to Coco Snoot's collar. He grips it kind of tight and gives you a, a look like, we'll be okay. All right. Seekin starts to concentrate. He seems a little more confident this time than the last time. And you feel the familiar flash of light and then darkness as he activates plane shift. I need one person to roll a D8. Oh. All right, I got it. Okay. I just need one person to to a single D8. A six. Six? Okay. Oh, no. (sighs) Oh. And we're in the moonshade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this place seems like more shadowy. Oh no, yeah. I don't like it. Now oh, I'm worried no. that Travancore's leg like materialized in the middle of something, and it's just like an extreme pain. Not that, not that period in 
Scandinavian painter history where they all got super depressed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sorry, I was just at this really weird exhibit that includes both Impressionist masters and these like sort of like weird skin. What? No, sorry. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I had to do math. You gave me a chance to do math. The bright light goes away and you find yourself back in the Golden Rock Tavern. There's this moment in where it, it feels both strange and good to be back. Like, it is both familiar and weird. And you you let go of each other's hands and Seekin kind of nods happily and then puts the, the stuff back in his backpack and goes, Okay, well, we're back. That seemed to go well. And from the bar where Gestock usually is, you hear the familiar voice of the tavern keeper of the Golden Rock Tavern. He's like, oh, <clears throat> that was weird. Well, you're telling me, friend. Uh, Gestock, what year is it? <laughs> uh, wait, how long were you gone? We don't, we don't know. know. Maybe oh. a week, but also maybe a couple of months. Yeah. Also, maybe not. (laughs) Well, I mean, the last time you were here when you did this whole disappearing thing, it was like a couple weeks ago. Okay. So it's been. He pulls out a calendar and he's like, yeah, uh, guys. So I've been about 20 days. That's not bad. (laughs) He pulls out a calendar and shows it to you. And when you left, it was the fourth of Nighttail, which is the 12th month of the year. And you look outside and you notice there's no thick snow on the ground and it's uh it seems to be the same time in the morning that you left it seems to be like eight o'clock in the morning because that's when you originally left but the sun is just starting to to rise and he says um, uh, well today is the 16th so it's been it's been and he starts to count and then you all hear a familiar voice from behind you in the bar that says it's been 42 days. You turn oh, around. Oh, shit. And there is a very familiar red-skinned tiefling in dark leathers now standing next to her booth. And Dorveen looks at you and says, I was wondering how long you'd be gone. Hi. Um. And we're going to stop right there. <laughs> wow. Nice. And- and nice. next time we will pick up right here as you returned after 42 days of being gone. Because, you know, when you transport from the Feywild back to the material plane, things get weird. But let me give you some experience. What a twist. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is great. I didn't really want I would I'm spoil this. I was like, Bernie doesn't want to go to Greenest. Julia wants to see what's gonna happen, but I'm like, Bernie doesn't want to go to Greenest. I was like, shit. Hmm. Well, you know, when suddenly the sendings stop, someone might come looking, and when she has forty two days to get there, <laughs> she managed to arrive. So yeah. I'll I... say this, if you had rolled really low, she might not have been able to arrive in time, but you rolled high and thus gotcha, enough buddy. time had passed. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank better you. Better for worse. So mostly I'm gonna give you experience for asking for diamonds, because I thought it was it was nice that you actually asked for 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 those diamonds. And yeah, for blue. You're my boy blue. I wanna miss you, buddy. I wasn't sure if, if you were gonna accept his offer, but I think I think I had to think about it. I know. I know. Did you know uh, that was coming? Okay. Didn't think so. 
That's why uh, these are a little moist there, people oh. watching on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that was that was a good opportunity for for powerful men to have a good cry. Yeah, character growth and the death to toxic masculinity. Yes. And, and hopefully the next time puppy growth. The next oh. time you see Blue. Well, he did offer to train him. He did offer to stay behind in order to be able to not be a puppy anymore. And after with what happened with the hags, you know what? He could be better protected by a god. He's a little bit higher level than us. <laughs> the god? Or yeah. The god? yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little. All right. Just a week. For all of that lovely, for all that wonderful role playing, I'm going to give you a total of 4,000 experience to split between the Ooh, four. Oh, that, hey, that's even the... split. All right. I like it. Love all right. It. So that's just 1,000. So 71,200. And next time when we get together, we'll see what happens now that you're finally back from the Feywild. Wow. Hey. I have a feeling we're going to play some foosball. We're going to go running through the streets. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, That Indian Dude, Colin Kalen, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.